is in the sermon notes there of different places we're going to go in God's Word today. We will get to the Nativity. But let's start in Revelation 21.5 today. Uh, and y'all stand with me as we read this, this verse. Revelation 21.5 And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also, he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. So think about that today. All things new, trustworthy and true. Jesus came to make all things new, and he is making all things new. And that is a promise that we need to cling to and uh, put all of our hope in. Let's pray together. God, we come humbly before you today, recognizing our inability to understand Scripture, our inability to grow closer to You without Your supernatural help today. Without You, Holy Spirit, we are going to get nowhere this morning. So we invite You into this place. We thank You that You're already here. We invite You to fill our hearts and minds. Give us wisdom and insight and strength. And God, also just pray for a newness. I pray for a freshness in our spirits as we are beaten down and weary from all that's going on in this world. And uh, it can be difficult this holiday season to feel the, the freshness and the newness of the whole Christmas story and uh, what it means that You became flesh and dwelt among us. And so I pray for, for a newness for us, God. I pray that as we begin uh, to celebrate Your amazing gift of coming to earth to save us, that we would... Just be lifted up today and encouraged. And, uh, and so move today and speak through your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated and uh, keep your Bible open. We uh, want to focus on that phrase there, all things new. I pray that's something that really s- sticks with you. That you see that that is uh, the heart of the Christmas message, is that God is making all things new. For so many years, people were just, it was just old. It was Old Testament. You look at the Old Testament, people would, uh, prophets would come, judges would rise up, deliverers would rise up, they would get people's attention back to God, get their hearts turned back to God, and then before you know it, we're back in the same mess. They're worshiping idols. They're doing things God said not to do, and then they were. And then God would send someone to uh, to take them captive, to get their attention, to punish them, um, and it was just a cycle over and over. Um, and and then for a long period of time, there's nothing. There's no miracles. There we don't we don't have any kind of records of what happened in that period of time until. Uh, what happened to Zechariah when he was at the temple and he sees the angelic vision and learns that he and his wife are going to have a baby uh, in their old age. Um, and then Mary and Joseph and all them receive the message. And, and there's a newness that enter, that's introduced into the human story, uh, into history, into mankind. And it's so important that we remember that. Uh, that we don't just look at the Bible and get caught up in just the same old, same old. I've heard this before. We celebrate this every year. But that we celebrate the newness of what God is doing every day, 
in your life and in my life. And so that's got to begin with, in the sermon notes, a new worldview. You've got to see the world differently than everybody else. You've got to see the world through that lens that you believe with all your heart and soul and mind and strength that Jesus is making all things new. That is His promise. And He is a promise keeper. And He will fulfill that promise. Because we are going to need perseverance. And we need to pray that over each other. A persevering spirit uh, that we don't give up. When you read through the book of Revelation, that's one of the main messages. Persevere. Those who stay faithful to God um, will be blessed. Persevere. Don't give up. And to have that spirit about us, we've got to believe that Jesus is making all things new. Your worldview has to be based on what Jesus taught, what He did, who He is, everything about Him and God's Word, not on whatever else the world has offered you. And so is your worldview based in that truth that Jesus is making all things new? That that is happening right now as we sit here, no matter how old things may feel, Jesus is making all things new every day. And that's the worldview that we've got to look through and believe in and see our lives through. And then also, we need a new ministry. We all need a new ministry. We need a new purpose for the reason that we live. Uh, What is our ministry from God? A lot of times we just think, well, that's for the clergy. That's for the pastor to do. No, every Christian is called to be a minister. You should have a ministry. You should have an outlook on life, a, a worldview on life that sees God using you. Well, what is that ministry? Look at 2 Corinthians 5, beginning in verse 11. Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. But what we are is known to God, and I hope it is known also to your conscience. We are not commending ourselves to you again, but giving you cause to boast about us, so that you may be able to answer those who boast about outward appearance and not about what is in the heart. For if we are beside ourselves, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For the love of Christ controls us. The love of Christ controls us because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making His appeal through us, we implore you on behalf of Christ, 
be reconciled to God. For our sake, He made Him to to be sin who knew no sin, so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. That is our new ministry, a ministry of reconciliation, where our heart is to reconcile people to their Creator God through Jesus Christ, through a relationship that they find righteousness, get in a right standing with God through Jesus Christ. Our ministry is not just to have people come to church. Our ministry is not just to have people sing songs or give money or do good works if they're still in a wrong relationship with God. Our ministry, our hope is to see lives changed and transformed because they are reconciled. They are made right with God through a relationship with Jesus Christ. And if you have not been made right with God through a relationship with Jesus Christ, you're in trouble. And, and we should, that should alarm us. We should care about where people are at in their relationship with God. And that's a new ministry. That's a ministry that should never get old. We're going to get tired in it. We're going to be discouraged at times, but it should never get old. We should always be, have a fresh heart about it. That God, despite what's going on, I'm going to continue to pursue you with all my heart and pursue others to know you as their Savior and Lord. And so to have a new worldview and to have a new ministry, we need a new birth, don't we? We've got to be born again. And, uh, and, and so let's turn to Matthew chapter 1 now to the birth of Jesus Christ. In verse 18, it says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Very crucial there, from the Holy Spirit. This was a miraculous birth. It was a supernatural birth. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as she considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will, be, she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what was what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from, a, from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but he knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. And so the newness of, of Christmas uh, that, that freshness that we ought to experience as we think about Jesus is that new birth. God came to earth. And when He did, He brought a, a whole new worldview. So much so that the religious leaders rejected Him. They couldn't accept His worldview. <clears throat> they couldn't accept His ministry to prostitutes and to tax collectors and to Gentiles. And they couldn't accept His new ministry. And so they crucified Him on the cross. Jesus Christ brought 
a newness to this world when he was born in that manger. And, uh, and so that new birth was so important. So important. And so is the new birth for each one of us. Jesus was born supernaturally. When you were born, you weren't born supernaturally. You were born of natural causes. You were born naturally. And so to be saved and to be made right with God, to have a new worldview and a new ministry, you've got to be born again. You've got to have a supernatural birth. And so that means that at some point in your life, you're going to recognize I have sinned and I am not living with God as my number one love in my life. I'm God is not my priority. And I repent of that. And I invite you, Lord Jesus, to be my Savior and Lord. And when the Holy Spirit enters your life, you are born again. A new nature enters into you and everything begins to change. Your worldview begins to change. Your ministry changes. How you look at life changes. How you talk changes. How you think is going to change. Not, not all of a sudden, all the time. It, it'll be a process. Uh, just like a child that's born is, grows and, uh, and, and, and develops, so, so are we growing and developing. But we've got to have that new birth. There's got to be that place in your life where you recognize I was dead in my sin and now I am alive in Christ. Mm-hmm. Have you experienced that new birth? And if you, if you wonder, I don't know, well, you probably haven't, but also look at your worldview. Look at your ministry. Look at what you do with your life and you'll see very clearly whether or not you are born again. Whether or not you have experienced a new birth. But also, we're going to need other new things in our life. We're going to need new visitors. Look at who comes to see Jesus in chapter 2, uh, 1 through 12. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who was born king of the Jews? For we saw him, we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When Herod heard this, he was troubled and all Israel with him. And assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him in Bethlehem of Judea. So it is written by the prophet, O you and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose before them, when, had, when it rose, went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going in the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshiped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. 
So Jesus, at the birth of Jesus, new visitors came into his life. And we need that as well. If we are going to experience the newness that God wants for your life, if you want to experience a new worldview, a new ministry, because you've been born again, you're going to need new people in your life. I know that was true for my life. Uh, when I was lost and living without God, I had some great friends that would have, would have died for me. They would have done anything for me, but they weren't following God. Uh, and so I had to find new people. Uh, I had to connect my life to people that cared about the things of God. People that were willing to worship the Savior just like these wise men did. They traveled long distances to worship the, the, the Jesus, to, to give gifts to Jesus. And those are the kind of people that we need in our life. And yet as we do that, as we live with a new worldview, receive a new ministry because we're born again and we connect ourselves to people that love the Lord and that, uh, that, that want to worship the Lord, there's going to be new dangers in our lives, isn't there? There's going to be new danger. Look at verse 13 through 15. Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Out of Egypt I called my son. And so there were new dangers for Joseph and Mary and Jesus as a child. He had an enemy out that wanted to destroy him, that wanted to kill him. Um, and that's going to be true for our lives as well. Mm. Satan is going to let you be. If you're on that road to destruction, if you're living just without God, you're, then why bother you? Why well, disturb you? But when you stand up to say, I'm going to take God's worldview. I'm going to start a ministry that points people to Jesus Christ because I am born again and I am saved and I see what God has done and I'm connecting my lives to new people. Expect new dangers. Expect that Satan is going to attack. He's going to send new dangers and also new challenges in your life. In verse 16, then Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, became furious. And he sent and killed all the male children of, in Bethlehem. And in all that region who were uh, two years old or under, according to the time he had ascertained from the wise men. So imagine the danger and the challenges they were faced with. Then then was fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping in loud lamentation. Rachel, weeping for her children, she refused to be comforted because they are no more. So what dangers and challenges uh, they were faced with. And so what did they do? What do we do with new dangers and challenges? Well, we need new leadership. We need the Holy Spirit's guidance in our life. Look at verse 19. But when Herod died, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Rise, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Egypt. For those who sought the child's life are dead. And he rose and took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. But 
when he heard that Archelaus was reigning over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee. And he went and lived in a city called Nazareth, so that what was spoken by the prophets might be fulfilled, that he would be called a Nazarene. So amidst those challenges and dangers, uh, they need guidance. They need leadership. And God was speaking to them through an angel or through a dream. And where is God speaking to us today? Through the Word of God. Through the Holy Spirit. And a lot of times we want God to show, you know, have an angel come tell me. Well, you're, if that were true and that's your heart, you're not going to do it unless an angel, you're not going to do it anyways. It doesn't matter what God uses to communicate to you. Uh, you're not going to listen. The Holy Spirit speaking to your heart, the Word of God speaking to your heart is just as powerful as any angel, uh, any visit from an angel or, or anything else. We need new leadership. We must start to listen to God to listen to the Holy Spirit as He guides us and leads us through dangers and challenges, as He guides us and leads us to a new ministry. And so God is in the business of making all things new. Isn't that awesome? God is in the business of making all things new. And He's doing that through redemption, where He buys us back out of our sin and death, And He buys us back through His blood. He's doing that through redemption, through reconciliation, being made right with God. If you're in your sin and you're not born again, and you're you're not living with God as your first love, then you're in a wrong relationship with God. And, And reconciliation gets you into a right relationship. So God's in the business of making all things new through redemption, reconciliation, through relationship, daily meeting with you, talking with you, you sharing your heart with God, you becoming a God-centered person. And then also through resurrection. Resurrection is one of the most important elements to making all things new. Though we die, yet shall we live. And that is a resurrection promise from Jesus Christ. So when people are made new through Jesus, and we're following His leadership, we're going to be required uh, to to navigate lots of dangers uh, and challenges that are going to come our way. And so think about that today. Where are you being led? Who's leading your life Uh, What's going on in your life? Are you following His leadership through many dangers and challenges that come your way? Are you traveling on the road to all things new? Or are you sailing down the old path to destruction? Are you traveling on the road to all things new? Or are you sailing down that old path to destruction? Listen to this passage from Jesus in Matthew 7, 13-14. Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. Those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. 
and those who find it are few. Are you traveling on the road to all things new or sailing down that old path to destruction? As we close today, we encourage you to to take that in. And if you recognize that you have the same old worldview you had, you've always had, and it's not a godly worldview, it's not a Christ-centered worldview, if you recognize that you're lost and you haven't been born again, today is a day of salvation. God's mercy, His grace is abundant and available for you today to repent of your sin and to believe in Jesus Christ. All have sinned and fallen short. Every one of us needs to be born again to have a new worldview and a new ministry and to connect our lives with God-loving people so that we can navigate the dangers and challenges and do so with the Holy Spirit's leadership. Confess today with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and be saved. Let's pray together. God, again, we're so thankful for the newness that you bring into our lives every single day. I thank you that we don't have to live in the old. We don't have to be stuck in ruts of sin and self-righteousness. God, in ruts of unforgiveness in ruts of addiction or despair or whatever else. But God, that we can live with a newness because You are making all things new. And that begins with us. God, I thank You that each one of us here today can be a new creation in Christ. The old is gone and the new has come. If someone is here and lost today, help them. God, to pray a prayer of salvation. To in their own words, talk to You and ask forgiveness and Make that declaration that today is a new day. From this day forward, they are yours. Holy Spirit, fill us with your love today. Help us, encourage us in these times of difficulty and dangers and challenges to follow your leadership and to live with a newness about us. As we close today, if there's someone here that needs to make a decision, God, give them courage to come forward. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's stand together.